All right, it's a live episode of Locked On Pelicans, y'all. It's hot outside in Louisiana, like really, really hot. Don't go outside hot. And Zion Williamson is out here doing sprints. Yeah, I think he might be taking basketball seriously, but there's still one big question mark to his commitment to this team and his career. And I'll tell you what it is and answer your questions in a live episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Thursday, we do the live shows every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. My chance to interact with y'all, answer your questions. I appreciate everyone being in here here we got a bunch of people in the chat hello 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 we'll get to your questions uh here in a couple of minutes also hi dad i think i need to legally say that here so i don't get disowned in that i see i see the chat um and of course thank you for making lockdown pelicans your first listen today <laughs> and every day we're here monday through friday though it's the off season so we're monday wednesday thursday no one else coming to you like this, the number one Pelicans podcast. If you want to support the channel, become an everydayer. Yes, everydayer is two words. Comment down below on YouTube as well and tell a friend about the show. So I just went for a two-mile walk outside. I try and do that almost every single day. It is freaking brutal outside, isn't it? Oh, by the way, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Bird Dogs, which I'm actually weighing right now. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or enter promo code LockedOnNBA for a free white tech hat with any purchase. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise you. Y'all, it's sweltering outside. It's so bad that the Saints are practicing in the Superdome on Friday. They canceled the in-person, not the in-person, the fan-attended part of training camp on Thursday because it's just too hot to be outside. We all know this, right? We all know it's way too hot out there. And Zion Williamson is in New Orleans, which is a great thing first and foremost, and he's outside doing sprints at training camp per Brett Martell of the Associated Press. I don't want to say it's awesome because I actually don't really want anyone outside sprinting. But if we're looking to see if Zion has had a switch go off, if he's had that epiphany of it's clicked for him, he's kind of putting it all together and he's doing the things he needs to do. Well, certainly then that has got to be one of the biggest things when it comes to commitment. Doing sprints outside in Louisiana because it is absolutely brutal right now. No one is doing that for fun. You can go do sprints and do cardio inside in the air conditioning, though they're still renovating the facility a little bit, so there's some issues with that. But you don't need to do that. And guess what? He's doing that. I've said, I think you're seeing Zion mature a little bit, that you're seeing him kind of put things together for what he needs to do, that maybe he's tired of the negative narrative around him. Maybe he's tired of all the jokes on social media, the weight jokes, which I don't really like, and I don't think really hold a ton of, you know, uh, credence to everything. So when 
he maybe it's just kind of worked. Like in a way, maybe he's been shamed or peer pressured in a sense into just doing what he needs to do. You know, last year, as was covered by Howard Beck for I believe GQ or Sports Illustrated at the time, and Howard Beck was on the show earlier in the summer. ABJ504, I see your comment there. Every single time. I saw it earlier, too. You're going to get, like, the first shout-out. Don't worry. So he was in Florida working out last year, doing all... And he did all the right things last year, too, but he was in Florida. Here he's in New Orleans, at the facility, around the team. You know, it's great that he's taking it a step further. You know, we know Zion can do this and can be in shape for the start of last of the season. He did everything right last offseason. He got a personal chef, personal trainer, started working out more, really t- doing two days in Florida, kind of just getting away from everything, and came into the season and was awesome. He was awesome. He would have been an all, a lock for an all-NBA team if he had played more than 29 games, if he had played 60, 65 games. Now it's got to be 65. He would have been a lock for an all-NBA team. He, if the Pelicans were better, he would have been like a dark horse in the MVP discussion. We know he is capable of doing this. I like it that he's doing it in New Orleans. I like that he's out there doing sprints and things like that, trying to push himself and get better. The real question, but we all know he's capable of this because he's done it last year. The question has been, what happens when adversity strikes? What happens when there's an injury? What happens when maybe you don't, you have a moment where you're not getting along with the medical staff as much, the training staff as much, or you get annoyed with David Griffin or something like that. That's where the question mark is. It's never to me been a question mark, at least in the past year, of can he do it in the off season? We know he can. And so the question has been when there is adversity. There's no adversity right now. You're not playing games. You're not playing poorly. It's not the grind of a long season where you're exhausted, where you're tired, where you've been losing maybe, or things haven't gone to plan, and everyone's stressed and high-strung, and they're upset and things fray. There will be a point of that this year. I would love for there not to be, but it's the Pelicans. There's going to be a point. There's a point like that for every single team, right? What is Zion going to do? How is Zion going to react when that's the case. And that's what I really want to know. Right now, everything's gravy. Everything's good. Working out, go play ball. But they're going to be installing a new offense. Is Zion going to be paying attention in film study? There's going to be a little bit more harder than in previous years where it's just come in and go and play like their offense was kind of last year. I want to see when things are tough, when things are, you know, when he hits adversity and how he responds to that. And if he responds in a positive way, taking rehab seriously, taking the film studies seriously, which he did last year. If he's doing all of that, that's when I think we can truly, truly say like, yeah, the light bulb has gone off. The switch has been flipped. And now he's the type of professional that we need to see from Zion Williamson. Because look, no one's out there doing sprints for fun. Not here in Louisiana. It's brutal. Uh, You're all staying inside. You're all staying hydrated and everything because it's way too hot to be outside doing everything. So let's hit this break and then let's come back and start to answer your questions. I see a lot of good ones here. I want to say hi to everybody too. Read some of your comments on the show. Don't forget we do these every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central. Let's, Let's chat and I'll hang out coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. 
Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Bird Dogs, and I'm excited to tell you about Bird Dogs because, look, Bird Dogs are comfortable and they make you look good, and these have been my new favorite shorts since I've gotten a couple of pairs, and I basically don't take them off. And that Bird Dog stretch khaki short, it's designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, and it gives you like a sculpted look. It just fits Right, they do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. And they fit better than regular shorts, which have like a stiff, restricting cotton. And Bird Dogs have invented a cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without sacrificing movement. And again, it's hot in Louisiana. They use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. I own a couple of pairs of these. I wear them basically all the time right now. So go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or enter promo code LockedOnNBA for a free white tech hat. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA or promo code LockedOnNBA for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. Though it's the offseason three days a week right now. We'll be back to five days a week before you know it. Breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team. So make sure it is your first listen every day. And of course, make sure you are in every day or two words listening Monday through Friday. Now for your second listen, Ross Jackson over at the Locked on Saints podcast, breaking down everything black and gold. So I see a couple things I want to touch on here that I see in the chat. And again, hello, if you just want to say hi, if you just want to say comment, if you want to say you're in every day or put it in the chat there, I love to see all of this. So following up on the last segment, Jake Warren asks, why doesn't Zion work out with any teammates? You know, you're at the point this season where everyone's just kind of going their separate ways. They need a little bit of a break from each other. And so him not working out with teammates, though there are some of them still, you know, in and around the practice facility at times, is totally normal. The One of the first true tests for Zion Williamson will probably be in a month or so before the team does training camp, where which will be like late September-ish, where or October, where... Um, they usually organize some off-season workouts, and he hasn't shown up the past couple of years. So if he shows up this off-season for kind of the first time where the entire team gets together except for him for the most part, that's when it's like, oh, that's a sign. I'm not worried about him not working out with teammates right now. Y'all you, you, need a break. They need to kind of go their separate ways, spend time with other folks. There's going to be plenty of time for them to be together so I'm not worried or I wouldn't really read too much into just him kind of doing his thing right now the better thing is he's in New Orleans around the trainers the coaching you know whoever's here and that's what I think is a really big thing um and that's what we want to see. Someone said, um, was it uh, 19 CT? He's got to get under 260. Michael Taylor says, Zion at 250 pounds could be nasty. I worry less about the weight. Like, I really don't worry about the weight and just want to watch him play and how it goes. Less weight certainly means probably less impact on your body. Not necessarily less wear and tear, but those jumps are a little bit easier. You know, your body movements are a little bit easier. So I think that's good, but I don't have like a target weight for him or or anything like that just look if you go out and play and play like he did I, I just don't worry about it as much when you're trying to kind of look at everything else that's going on with the team there's there's plenty to complain about with him the weight is kind of one of them but I do think he kind of has he looked good last season like he looked fine I really didn't have an issue if he I, and I don't know what the weight was but if he stays at that, like, we're good. I don't care exactly what the number is. Um, 
Craig says, get in the cold plunge, cures the heat issues y'all having. I, I might be too scared for something like that, to be honest. Trey Trey says, Jake's the best. Always love your show, sir. Thank you. Thank y'all for being here. This is done for you. Trail Mountain says, my man Zion sprinting. Damn, I'm hyped for the season. Right? Like those little moments, you hear that, you see that, and you're like, oh, I'm so back. I'm so bought in. And it's the Pelicans and Zion don't always do a great job with PR. Right. Like there's a lot of times when you're just like, what are y'all doing here? All you got to do is put out a workout video and all of this negativity and stuff tends to go away. So I'm shocked they don't have a video and didn't put a video of this out there because it would have hit so hard and everyone would have gone nuts. But you saw the overwhelmingly positive reaction to something like this. So, yeah, it gets you hyped because. You don't always get this. You haven't always gotten this. So it's really great to see. Jacob Dernan says, what's going on, Jake? Just here hanging out with all y'all. Jake Warren, we talked about earlier, says every day you're here. Uh, Vincent says every day you're from the Philippines. I love that. Remy P is almost an every day. That's good, too. I'll take that. Look, if you listen one day a week, twice a week, go to three, go to four. You don't have to jump to five. That's okay here. Um King T says, uh, don't mean nothing. He was committed last year, didn't mean nothing. As I said, right, we know he's capable of this part of things. It's what happens after this, when there is adversity during the season. That's what we really want to see how he reacts. But there does appear, especially, and I've talked to some people with the team about this, does appear to be a little bit more buy-in from Zion Williamson than there has been in the past. And I think that is a great thing and I'm excited about that. Look, you got you got to take what you can get, right? And uh, that's that's really what we need here. Melvin McCraney Jr. Yes, Jake, I'm here just to hear what's going on. Well, thanks for being here. Zion's doing sprints. That's a pretty great thing. So we got a question here from Philip Andrew Sone. What seed would be a realistic expectation from the Pels this upcoming season? If you haven't given a listen to, I just did, I just went on our Locked On Fantasy Basketball show. Uh, Josh Lloyd, by the way, if you play fantasy basketball, you need to be following him and just listening to what he tells you because he is, he's literally the top fantasy basketball expert probably in the world. And he's exclusively part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is cool. I was just on a show and we were talking about it. You know, we both have the Pelicans pegged at right around 47 wins. 47, 48 wins under 50 but close to 50 upper 40s he thinks based on his projections and this dude's got some quantum computer stuff going on with the projections that he does he thinks that'll put the pelicans right at around the fifth seed and i think that's a realistic expectation you know if things go really well and you're looking for a realistic like kind of top end expectation i think that could be the fourth seed home court advantage in the first round. That's kind of what I thought they would have been on pace for last season if they had stayed relatively healthy. You know, they were, when healthy, when Zion was healthy in that top four, you know, they weren't always the one seed. They they held the three seed for a really long time. So I think that's a realistic option. Like, if they're in the play-in tournament, I'll be disappointed. Like, that would be, I'm, I'm happy they're there and not out of the playoffs, let's say, but I, I'd be disappointed. You know, it's like six seed or better is going to kind of be, I think the minimum and that's what i'm i'm at least kind of targeting avoid the plane just get into the first round you know but ideally as high as possible and i think four or five really are is going to be kind of like the mark for the pelicans the west is also tough the west is also 
really, really tough. And these teams are loading up, right? The Nuggets are still going to be good. The Suns added Bradley Beal, and I liked all those other little moves they did. We'll see what the Warriors look like with Chris Paul. Memphis is going to be okay, even though they're dealing with some things with John Morant. You also have the Clippers, who are going to be healthy. Uh, the Kings were co very competent and good last year. Like It's going to be a, a battle out there. And the Pelicans, I think, are going to be right in the middle of it, but I wouldn't put them in that top tier of teams. So 4-5 seed is kind of where I think a lot of... People are going to kind of place them, but it really kind of banks on health. And that's also not the easiest thing to try and do. Uh, Nola Headline on IG says, what's the future of the Pelicans in their regional TV? Will it be Bally Sports, even though they're going bankrupt? We'll talk about that in the next segment. That's a little bit longer. There's uh, one or two little updates there too. Craig says, with regards to Zion, I'm good with him working out by himself as long as he gets it done, Right. Like, go and do it. You don't always need players to be like, but some people treat it as a job and they're just not that close with their teammates. Like, it's not the best thing, but I think it's also fine. Like, just how some people are, right? Like, I think that's sometimes all you really need. Just go out and do your job and it's, it's all going to be okay. So coming up, more of your questions. Uh, we'll talk TV deal. We can talk... Trade targets, I see one name in there, and I'm like, hold, hold, hold on, and a little confused by that one. So we will talk about some trade targets for the Pelicans and, and other things out there and just read your comments out here on the show. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked On Pelicans. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We're here Monday through Friday. No one else comes to y'all like this completely free. There's no Locked On Pelicans Plus where there's no Patreon or charging you. It's just a free show on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. So if you want to support it, become an everyday or listen Monday through Friday or Monday, Wednesday, live show Thursday or listen to the recap of the live show on Friday. And then during the season, we'll be back to five days a week, probably right around, like maybe the week before the start of training camp. So late September gives me a little bit to refresh, do something like 300 shows a year. It's a lot. So I enjoy this time to have a day off here and there, but I get excited doing these shows with y'all and interacting with y'all. And that's why the podcast exists in the first place. So I appreciate y'all, even if you only listen one day a week or on occasion for making Locked On Pelicans part of your day. So for your second listen, Locked On Saints, Ross Jackson, now that he's been in New Orleans for over a year, we hang out a lot and it's like the nicest human alive. I love that dude tremendously. And he also gives you the best insight on everything black and gold. So let's take your comments and I see fire edits, which when I saw this comment in the chat, I, I really did wonder if this was like a troll comment, but let's, let's treat it as if it's real. Would Steven Adams be a good fit for the Pels? I mean, no. Like, they traded him away to bring in Valanciunas. I, I don't think Steven Adams is as bad as some people make him out to be. For whatever reason, his teams are better offensively with him on the court than not. And, like, spacing with him hasn't ever truly, truly been, like, a big problem. And, you know, with, with him, we saw Zion work well with him, right? And it was totally fine, I believe. So... I don't really think there's a huge issue if you were to like bring him back, but I don't really see the point of that. That's not the type of big man that the Pelicans are 
looking for. You know, usually what you're looking, what they're what they're looking for is more rim protection. I don't think Stephen Adams is what you would call like a like a normal rim protector. And then you want a springy above the backboard, you know, vertical spacing big man. I think a low usage big man, and that certainly isn't Stephen Adams either. So I just don't really think. It makes a lot of sense. Look, I'd love Steven Adams back on. When he was on the team, the Lockdown Pelicans podcast for like a period of time was the number one podcast overall in New Zealand. The, the number one show in the entire country was Lockdown Pelicans. That was kind of cool. I loved that. So, you know, but I don't think that's the right fit for what they're doing here. ABJ504 says, what's up with the cars? You talking the Corvette, the one I've been, I work on? We don't have any of those sponsors right now, but I still work on it, even though uh, not outside too much. I just got a text that said pool, and I don't know if that means like going to a friend's pool or Jordan pool, and I'm very confused by that, and I'll look at that in a minute. Um, Anyway, that threw me off just seeing that. So the cars are still good, still working on them, just not right now because it's too hot and I don't have a garage, so I go out there and have to kind of lay down on the ground, and we're not doing that right now. Uh, King T says, is this a do-or-die season for the Pels? Is it make it to the second round of the playoffs or everyone is traded? I don't think it's make it to the second round. I did this show kind of on Wednesday. We do what-if Wednesdays right now in the offseason. It was what if the Pelicans, like what's the doomsday scenario? The doomsday scenario is you don't make the postseason. If you get in and you lose in the first round, I think you can evaluate what that looked like. Did you get swept? Okay, that's not great. Were you competitive? Was it close? Were there some injuries? You know, what swung the series? I don't think it's second round or bust, but certainly it's make the playoffs or bust, and then I think they need to try and potentially clean house if that is not the case here. Uh, Harry says, where do you think the Pelicans uniforms rank in the NBA? I personally think we're pretty comfortably in the bottom third or fourth of the league. Would love to see a total redesign. I think most people think that. You know, I don't know where I rank them overall. I'd have to really spend some time thinking about that. Um, and if you watched the live show two, three weeks ago, I, I, I've seen the next alternates. I've seen the City Edition jerseys, um, or at least an early concept of them. I don't think y'all are going to love them either. So... With that in mind, like, yeah, they, they need an, I think they just need a refresh entirely. And they haven't done that to the whites or the blues, which are the statement and association jerseys. Is that what they're considered? I forget. Um, and so we'll see what ends up happening with those. But I don't think those are going to be uh, any sort of change anytime soon with everything. Yeah, ABJ says 5 Yeah, the Corvette. The Corvette drives. It doesn't have air conditioning in it right now, so I'm not trying to drive it a ton as it's, as we said in the beginning, absolutely brutal here. Bullet23 says, every day are here, currently blocked on Twitter. I really only block people unless they're jerks, um, but if you... Uh, put your uh, put your Twitter handle in here and we'll unblock you and give you another chance and I'll make sure I, I do that after the show. So thank you, even though I blocked you on Twitter and you're probably not happy about that for being in the sh- uh, joining here and everything. Um, <laughs> some, someone's live there because it's actually pretty good. So like, well played and that was a good way to get un- unblocked on Twitter for everything. Um, what position or starters keeping this team from being top four in the West and a real contender? That's That's a great question. That is a great, great, great question. Um, I'm trying to think of how to like answer this. I mean, there's two, right? Like they could upgrade the center position to get more use out of it. 
someone that just kind of fits better than Jonas Valanciunas, which is what they're actively trying to do. The other way you could look at it, and I don't know if it's a, a specific position or even starter, right? You, you need more shooting. You need more three-point shooting. That doesn't necessarily mean a starter's holding them back because you can adjust shot charts and shot selection to hit what you want and what you need, right? You can encourage Herb Jones to shoot more threes. He shot above 40% for the second half of the season. You know, you could have Brandon Ingram take more threes. He doesn't take nearly as many. It's, so I think it's the position is center. The other skill set is three-point shooting. If you had more three-point shooting to this team and actually hit them at a decent enough rate, you're going to do really, really well, I think. Harry asks, Jake, what are your top three bars in New Orleans? I don't know if I have, I, I don't know if I can give you three that are like, those are the three and how I rank them. I go to Double Dealer below the Orpheum a lot because one of my best friends, Zach, it works there. So you can often find me there. I actually really like the Chandelier Bar at the Four Seasons. Travis is an awesome bartender there. and He's become a friend of mine. Uh, there's a theme here probably. So, and I'm at, uh, I also like Cure on Ferret a lot. Those are the type of like nicer bars that I like. And then you can throw me in a good dive bar every day and I'm going to be happy there. Shineb08 says, who's like, I think the first person in here today. What about the Pels getting in on the Portland and Miami situation to send some picks and get Hero in return? I don't think I want Hero on the team for what his cost is and for the picks one or two that you would need to give up. He makes... Let me pull it up here. You know, he can be hit or miss. He plays zero defense, too. And I do think the Pelicans can get away with zero defense. 20 points per game last season, 4.2 assists, 38% from threes, a career 38% shooter from three. It's not, that's actually pretty good. Um, no, no. He's going to make $27 million this year, $29 million the next year, 31 then 33 For a guy who gives you no defense, like... Sorry, no, just stick with CJ. He's the guy here, and you, that deal ends much sooner, I think. So we'll keep answering your questions for a while here. I'm in no rush on everything tonight. So let me keep... I'm just kind of going through everything here. It's him, says Jalen Smith from the Pacers. Let me pull him up. I don't hate that idea, I think, for certain guys. Where is he? There we go. Um, you know, I, he, he's the backup there, essentially. He started some games when Miles Turner went down. Josh Lloyd said he would be a great fit for the Pelicans. You know, he's actually a decent enough shot blocker, I think, on that team, too. So I, I don't hate the idea. That's a trade target and a name that I'm going to be looking at more in the future. So, And then you also have Isaiah Jackson there who could do that, too, I think. So I think you could really look at He's the one I'm mainly thinking of who's the better shot blocker. Um, I think you look at either of those guys to try and bring him in as like a, a cheap buy low trade target to give you kind of what you you need. You're, they're not going to find the the catch all center other than Jarrett Allen, who King T says is perfect, and he is. Like, but that guy's going to cost you a lot, and there's just not you know springy centers who block shots that shoot threes, right? Like it's Brook Lopez. That's it. There's, there's one, maybe two in the league. Turner is, Miles Turner's one too, but he's not going to get traded. So you just don't have those kind of guys. So you've got to try and figure out to, how to do it piecemeal or just kind of live with 
without everything here. Lonnie Live says, what's up, J Money? J Money's a good nickname. That's way better than, you know, jerk or something else that some people <laughs> have called me in the past here. Um, Vincent says, what do you think about trading Larry Nance Jr. for someone like Isaiah Stewart or Clint Capella? I, I don't think you trade Larry Nance Jr. for those guys. I think you would trade a guy like Jonas Valanciunas for those guys. Like, that's what you're trying to do. You know, if you have Clint Capella and Jonas Valanciunas, like, what... There's just too much redundancy for the amount of money for a team that's into the luxury tax. So I just don't really see a ton of purpose with that. Jake Warren says, B.I. should play make more on Team USA rather than Jalen Brunson. I think they're going to kind of really share that a lot. I think they're going to share those duties. B.I. definitely has looked like he wants to um, kind of be a playmaker on that team versus kind of be the scorer. And I kind of like that. I'm going to be curious to see how that goes. I also wonder how it will influence his shot selection on everything, too. Craig says, I believe Jonas can thrive if used correctly in Borrego's new offense. I mean, maybe. You know, they run a lot of actions. His offense runs a lot of actions through the bigs. So get the bigs, use them in dribble handoffs and things like that. So, yeah, but like any center could. And still kind of give you what you need. I still don't think they're going to close with Jonas. And the problem is not that he's a talented offensive player. We all know he is. The problem is he can't defend on the perimeter or in the pick and roll. And they run a switching scheme. So if he can't do that, you can't close games with him. So it's finding a big that can play on the perimeter more so than anything else. Jared Allen can do that. Capella can do that a little bit, but he's not amazing there. Ben Crabtree says, I agree the Pelicans would benefit from a true point guard. Hopefully Dyson Daniels can turn into that. Yeah, I mean, they view him as a point guard more so than a wing. It just takes a little bit uh, time. Why are you mad, bro? Says Dame and Nurkic for Zion. How you Pelicans fans feel about that? Portland won't do that. Portland won't do that. They're going to want the Pelicans to include picks alongside Zion. I don't think they value Zion Williamson that highly due to all the other off-court stuff. Just everything um, with him here. Dustin Ruttenberg says, any renovations to the Smoothie King Center in the plans? You're not going to see anything really with the arena get any traction until after the renovations to the Superdome are done. This the comment makes me sigh. Question makes me sigh. Who is the general says, what do you think about us getting Dwight Howard? No, come on. We've answered this one tons of times on the show already. Old Baldy says, appreciate what you're doing. Thank I appreciate you all being here with every Yeah, you 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 Dwight Howard. Correct. That is kind of how I how I feel. Um you know, Zeller's been in the league. Zeller doesn't need a high usage role. You don't worry about Zeller in the locker room or anything like that. Not that I think Dwight Howard would be a problem, but just eh, you don't have to like deal with it. Um, Giovanni says, why not try and trade for Siakam and what would it cost the Pelicans realistically? It's going to cost a lot. Like I think that you'd be looking at hurt at, at war, like best, best. Yeah, best would be like Trey Murphy and two second round picks. I don't think you're going to get that deal done with CJ. I don't think you're going to get that deal done with Jonas Valanciunas, not with them resigning Jakob Pertl. You know, Siakam's great. I would love him here. I I struggle to find a trade, a one-to-one trade, right? Like between just the Pels and Toronto, you'd need to rope a third or fourth team in, and those are so hard to try and figure out that 
I think it's yourself. Also, I think people really don't like dealing with Masai Ujiri. If you want actually my thoughts on Siakam, I host the Locked on NBA podcast on Wednesdays. It's our big national show, and I do the Wednesday episode every week. We had dedicated the whole first segment of the show to Pascal Siakam because I don't really get what the Toronto Raptors are doing, and I really don't get why they're actively... They're not actively trying to trade him, but they're not actively trying to keep him. I really don't understand what Toronto is doing right now. I would try and get him. I just don't think you're going to have a realistic trade that's going to make you happy for him. He just had his best season as pro. He just made all NBA. He, he's very good. He's a two-way player. Do you want to give up Trey Murphy for him? I'm not sure that's what I want to do, and that's the type of return he's going to kind of command. Um, so let's keep going through some of the questions here. Um, Ben Crabtree says, true. I hope EJ Liddell can become a rotational big man for us. Not off the bat. Maybe eventually. I don't think he's going to be in the rotation this season. I think he'll get some minutes, but I don't think he's going to be a rotation player yet. You know, when you try and let me ask you this question. This is a question for the chat here. We know let's pretend these are the starters. Let's pretend the starters are CJ McCollum. Brandon Ingram, Herb Jones, Zion Williamson, and Jonas Valanciunas. Who are the five people in the rotation? Who's the other five? So you have a 10-man rotation. Who are the other five outside of the starters? Trey Murphy's certainly going to be one. Who are the other four? You don't need to put Trey in there. We know he's going to be in there. Who are the other four? I, I don't think EJ Liddell cracks that. I don't even think Jordan Hawkins cracks that. I think it's something like Trey Murphy, Jose Alvarado, Dyson Daniels, Najee Marshall, Larry Nance Jr., something like that. You know, maybe EJ, not EJ, maybe Jordan Hawkins eventually gets Jose Alvarado's minutes. You know, maybe Dyson, if he struggles, gets bumped down. I'm curious who you think the other, like, five guys outside of 